When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. And good evening, Malcolm Blood and David Wildey. All thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris plate clearance deals are on right now. How's this? You can save $2,000 on the range of 1,000 EPS. Plus, get $1,000 worth of free accessories. Crows, their season's gone. No footy this week. Final starts next week. And a man that's played in many finals and won many finals is Malcolm Jack Blight. Blighty, how are you? Hello, David Lachlan Wildey. Yes, David, what a beautiful day out there today. Um, yeah, the, it's here. September's nearly here. The grass is starting to grow a bit quicker. And almost like it does. It just sort of warms up, doesn't it, magically as the finals come. And we're not talking golf for you today. As a not a great day for you. No, no, we, we'll pass on that one because okay. uh, there, there are good days and bad days. I had a great day. I um, just want to um, thank North Adelaide Footy Club. Oh, yes. They had four, 40 players came. Oh, fantastic. You know, just for a drink and something to eat. Unfortunately, the result didn't go North Adelaide's way, but they were in the, the five with about six or seven minutes to go. So it was resulting on the Port Central's game, yes, all the all different the, yeah. things. But anyhow, Jacob Surge and the boys couldn't get over the line, but uh, thanks to North Adelaide, good day. Now, I want, to, I want to mention something here that I haven't done for a while. I actually went to a live game of footy out my way where a particular team called the Unley Mercedes Jets, Jets yeah. played at the Kingswood ground, a Division Three game. They played Seton Ramblers, one of the teams I used to play against in, in kids' footy yep. back in the old days. And it was a Division Three. Um, Unley Mercedes Jet won quite comfortably. But the thing I was going to mention, I went there with four players, mates that I used to play footy with. And so we were there, I've guessed of, the, of a particular person at the yep. club. Um, David, thank you. And I must say, the goal kicking, David, the goal kicking was enormous. Really? Mate, I hardly missed. They hardly missed from 40 metres out within the 45-degree range. I'm telling you, you could ask the four guys, the four of us that were there... I cannot believe how good they kick compared to three or four of the games that I watched on the weekend yeah. at the AFL level. Something, something must go wrong. Something must go wrong with the AFL players, and I think it's got to do with tension in their arms. Now we're gonna, I'm gonna talk to, we'll talk to Mark Bickey oh, a bit grabbing, later. Gripping the you, ball. There's just because you're under pressure, you think you've got to do it. Whereas these boys, because they play, you know, not quite socially, but almost socially, yeah. they're not worried about it. They no just tension. kick it. No tension. Same with the golf grip. Exactly. Uh, you let it just loosen your grip before you hit. So I'm I'm really interested to see. And also, I mean, the other thing, there were, there were two umpires dressed in green. I can't remember, and we talked at halftime and then after the game, of then making what I'd call a, a, a bad, decision. bad decision. Mate, oh. it was just so simple. Okay. I don't know what we're doing right or wrong at the next level, you know, the AFL level, but... 
it was an incredible game. Actually, skill for Division Three. I'd love to see what Division One are doing. I mean, those boys must be playing some good footy. Yeah, well done there to the Unley Jets. Now yeah. the Crows. Well done to them. You said if they get ten wins, eight to ten, they've had a good season. They now, got eleven. No, hang on, darling. Hang on, David. I am right. You know what they got? It was a twenty-three game season. Well, they got 11. They got 11. So yeah. they snuck in an extra game, they the did. AFL. When did, I missed that meme. I meant to say this. I haven't said it all year. When did the 23-game history come out? I must have been overseas or away. The gather I, round. Oh, well, yeah, but I get that. But, I mean, so what I would have said, if I would have 22. said it was 22, 8 to 10, if it was 23, I would have said 9 to 11. And they got 11. So, so where do you – and they're talking about – or Matthew Nixon, his management, I think, would like to get a couple more years and. Look, to be honest, I think the way he's improved players that were told were no good, and we'll speak with Mark Bickley about this a little bit later, I'd give him a couple of years. He started from absolute cupboard bare. They got rid of everybody, and there's been a bit of pain to get there. High-scoring team or, or second-high-scoring team in the competition didn't make the the top eight, but they easily could have. So where do you sit with the, oh, the no. pro season and also Matthew Nix? No, because I've said coaching now is about timing. Draft and salary cap. 18 picks in the top 30. I said they're on their way. That's what they are. They're going to get some more picks. Now, what you need to do is actually get a bit of luck at the other end. When they get in the top four, which will come in the next two or three years, that's when you need to hopefully get the flag that everyone's searching for at the Crows. Um, also, I mean, we know they've been a high-scoring team. Also, they've, they've also this is the thing I've been looking at. They've Nine of their 12 losses, they've kicked more points than goals. And in six of those more scoring shots. So the same thing happened on the weekend, except they played a poor football team. So they've got to tidy that up. This is, this is the stat that I read today. In the losses, Adelaide have kicked 128 goals, 148. In other words, 46% accuracy. In their wins, David, they've kicked 191 goals, 130, or 59% accuracy. 13% different. There is a lot of coaching and a lot of training that can be done to help that stat. Yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. The, the Coleman, we'll, we'll get to John and Troy shortly. If you want to give us a call to the number 1300 736 736, would you extend Matthew Nick's contract or perhaps wait to next year and have a look at that? That's a good all thanks to Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. As we said, they're in northern Victoria. Cobram Estate. Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed. Uh, Port Adelaide did what they had to do. They won the game, but yep. didn't think they were that impressive. <laughs> no, well, you know, you, you probably take that win now, don't you? They win by 31 points. And I'd have to say that uh, they've got probably the toughest game. I mean, Brisbane's been very yeah. good in Brisbane. But you know what? Their midfield, they are stars. They can do anything and. They've got a bit of sorting out to do with their forward line, but I, they're not over the line, Brisbane. You know, if you won that many in a row, at some stage you rather, as you know, David, the law of averages says you're going to lose one. They've got to get their forward line right. They didn't yeah. have Todd Marshall no. or Charlie Dixon. That's where they were lacking, and they looked like a, a rudderless ship. So, yeah, look, they've had a good year, and they only really relinquished second position in the last two games of the, or last two rounds of the year. Yeah. They won that 13 on the trot. Um, you're right, they've got some gun kids, but uh, they're going to need to play well, I think, at the moment. They're probably playing the least uh, well out of the top four sides, I yeah, reckon. But, but they've won their last three. Yeah, that's all you can they do. They have. Yeah, that's against all you can Frio, do. Yeah. against Richmond. 
Yeah, they have. That That's fair point. Okay, let's uh, go to Troy. He wants to talk about tanking. Hello, Troy. How you going, boys? Good. Good? Yeah. Yeah, I knew you would be. Yeah. Hey, um, tanking, I, I think it's a dangerous practice. Um, I think I already know the answer with you, Malcolm. I don't think you ever did it. But what's, um, like, there was a real... I think you know who the teams were like this weekend that they reckon yep. were tanking and that. Um, isn't it a dangerous practice, Malcolm? And you're, you're really flirting, you know, with form and things like that. Troy, I, I can't believe that I read this in the Melbourne paper during the week that someone talked about tanking with the Eagles and North Melbourne. I, I can honestly say there's not one tanking bone in most people I know in football. And even then, when Melbourne did it all those years ago, it was an accidental tank in a lot of ways. Accidental. It is the greatest... You, you, I mean, I can't. it's almost like being a deserter in the war, which sounds funny, but it sounds stupid. I mean, you go out there to play the best it can as a coach, as a player, an administrator. You're quite right, Troy. It is the greatest folly. And for that story to come out from Mark Robinson, I nearly choked on my Wheaties. It is so 100% wrong... Maybe once in a billion years that would happen, but in my lifetime, I've never seen anyone associated with this game do it. Yeah. It was a crap story. Thanks for that, uh, Troy. And as you always say, too, uh, there's not a lot of difference between a pick from one or two. No. Or three. Or five. Where, where did Franklin go? Yeah, like, of course. He went after Richard Tamley. Would you have taken Joel Selwood at seven? Of course you would. Some of the greatest up. players aren't oh. number one, are they? Of course not. Jack Watts was number one. There's been so a few I, number I ones. I can't that... believe. Now, I, didn't, I, I read the first opening paragraph from that story and I thought, oh, no, we're not, who starts this rubbish? Yeah. I, no, I can tell and... you now, Adam Simpson, honest as the day is long. And Alistair Clarkson. Yeah, come on. No, they, and to their credit, they both won a game. So well done to both boys. Yeah, of course. Let's go to Johnny. Hello, John. Hello, boys. No, it's right. Like, uh, where did the great James Head go in the 70s, didn't he? James Head in the, in the 70s, didn't he? What was, I'm sorry, I missed that, mate. You just cracked. Sorry, I missed that. Um, so James Heard went in the oh, 79. Yeah, 79, I think he was. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Right. Um, Chris Grant was 105. Yeah. Uh, West yeah, off 71. Yeah. Uh, Robbie yeah. Gray, 55. Yeah. Rory Sloan, yeah, 44. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, mate, um, just a number. But, boys, um, goalkeeping, you talk about goalkeeping. Um, is it because the physio boys... The physio blokes have too much say in terms of like my very first football hero, Russell was always there for sure, Russell, but but was Brian Bucky Cunningham, and I don't know if he's a left footer or right footer, because in the seventies, in the late seventies, he was giving left and right foot for goal, all the rest of it, unbelievably well, and um, just say don't spend as much time on it. Like God, we, we always had a football in our hands in the winter, the cricket ball in the summer. Exactly. Simple as that. Yeah, I, just on that, one of the things when I was at the Gold Coast Suns, which wasn't that long ago, they, they did put a limit on some of the kicks. And this is this is the folly. This is this is where football can get way out of hand. Because what actually said, they said, oh, they shouldn't have more than 48 kicks or 50 kicks. I, you know what? I dismissed it. I started laughing and walked away. So I didn't listen to it fully. So that means in a grand final, John... If you've had 48 kicks on the day, you're a point down, you're 30 metres out from goal and you can't kick the ball for a goal because it would have been your 49th kick and you wouldn't have been allowed because the physio said you can't do it. Mm. That's how much of a stupid thought that is. 
you should have a million kicks. You should be kicking yeah. the ball, feeling the ball, smelling the ball, touching the ball. Mate, and I'll tell you, David, you would have done it too. If I didn't have 200 kicks a night, I'd be I'd be. We should kick it to ourselves up yeah, in the yeah, air yeah, and market yeah, ourselves. Yeah. But they do so much running now. That's what they, they've neglected this art of goal kicking, I think, to get themselves fitter and fitter and fitter. And it shows. It really does show. So I don't know what the answer is, Malcolm, but, you know, every year we say or bemoan some of the the easy misses. I mean, against Sydney, Fogarty missed from 30 out, McAdam missed from 30 out, Walker missed from 30 out. Yeah, we all miss. We know that. But one of the things I've got on this, David, is that this is, this is professional. This is not going to work like the Sanford players are like we did. This is you can work on your craft all day, every day, own it yourself, Great. take over it. Get really good at it. And I know every circumstance is different when you're having a shot for goal. But for goodness sake, running out wide, tension in the arms, which we've now discovered, and I think there's too much of that. And thirdly, just, just want to kick it. It's interesting because how many thousands of balls would both a golfer and a tennis player hit? Oh. Now you say, oh, you wear your shoulder out. Well, they do. But, they do. But they're the best. They're practising and practising and practising. Of course, you're going to wear out one day. Craig Norman wore out his shoulders. Tiger wore out his shoulders. Knee operations. This is before the car accident. You well, do. I don't, I don't think footballers are wearing out hips and joints because of goal kick, and they're no. wearing but all the running and that they're doing yeah. all the hard stuff. And, and when you get our age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't reckon you got the turn in today, standing by your score. Okay, coming on the show, thanks to the Kia EV6 GT World Performance Car of the Year. The top seven, that's Kia top seven. Adelaide Premiership captain Mark Bickley and lost in the wash. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Bloody and worlds for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle, the Kia Carnival GUV. Before we do our top seven, what do you make of the um, Spanish soccer the uh, oh, so the yeah. president comes up and yeah, and gave ordinary. the it didn't look great. No, it looked um, ordinary, didn't it? But gee, you can imagine he'd be pretty excited too, just winning the the World Cup. The girls would have been excited, but um, yeah, it's not a done thing, is it? They're piling in on him, everybody. Yeah, yeah no, it's something already. And, and uh, the coach so I, as well. I heard him say he said it, she said it was okay, but I, you can't believe that. He said, you? she said, she said. Hey, listen, just talking about he said, she said. The All Australian squad of forty. We haven't mentioned that. It's been. Put out today. There's on just for everybody. We're going to talk about it during the week. Uh, I think it'll be announced on Wednesday night. Jordan Dawson and Taylor Walker, the two from Adelaide. David. Yeah. How many of them get in? Uh, I reckon Taylor's a chance to play centre forward. I think Taylor's a certainty. Okay. Jordan, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Zach Butters, Daniel Houston, and Connor Rosie from Port Adelaide. I think all three may get in there. They finished uh, second most of the year, Port. I, I think Zach and Connor. Uh, I, I'd love to see Daniel Houston in there, but uh, I'm not sure about that one. But you got Zach and Connie, you got Bontempelli, you got Petrarca. Oh, you got them all. Sarong, well, we, we should have a, We'll have a bit of a crack about this over the next uh, couple of nights, Tuesday and Wednesday. See, we can pick the team. Oh, mate, you never do because there's always something, you know, that you don't always well, well, you have different you, thoughts. You can be granted two misses. We'll try and pick a team, but we're given two misses, two free shots. Oh, I knew you did. Come on, play come the on, game, no, bloody. Come on, you come can't on, do that. I want to play this game. All right. Kia, top seven. Okay. Happy with this? Yeah. If I don't like them, I'll add one one of my own in. Okay. Who's number seven? Number seven. You've got to acknowledge them. Collingwood, minor premiers. Yeah, fantastic. Well done, Collingwood. Okay. And I still think 
the team to beat. I know a lot of really? people. Are, I know a lot of people are, oh, that are anti Collingwood. Oh. They'll get more back, and they'll get Dacos back second final. So they'll be pretty well full tilt. They'll get Murphy back, and someone else, um, McCreary. So they're they're pretty well full okay. full kit. Yeah, no, I, I, they've been great. Um, yeah, I, I still like Brisbane and Melbourne. They're the two okay. I've started with the year. Taylor Walker. Kia top seven, number six, nine goals. Great effort. Yeah, I had him in mind too, Taylor Walker. And what did he finish with, 72 or 76? 76. 76. 76. 76. Yeah, 76. Oh, 78 for Charlie. Charlie, well 29. done. Yep. That's a career best. God, you've, now you've just stolen my next. Kia top seven, number three, is Charlie Kernow. Well done. Coleman medal, 78 goals. Back to back. Back to back. Most marketable player, I think, Blighty, in... AFL football, he, he, you know how you do Noel's Caravans, Noel's Caravans, mm. amongst other things. I think he, he could you get him in the right thing and be unbelievable, I reckon. Okay, Big so Charlie. do a promotional thing with him. Someone, yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll be his manager. What do they take, 10%? <laughs> uh, yeah, depend, on, on contracts less than 10. But You've had a manager? No, never. No, me neither. You know why? I was taught and worked in the bank. We learned how to... Negotiate yourself. No, no, just count... Uh, number two, you, and a, I think you worked out better deals for yourself than maybe manager might have. Oh, no, how would you know? Hey, uh, <laughs> number two in the Kia top seven, Thursday night, the first game of the final series, Collingwood playing Melbourne. Yeah, and the reason they've got Collingwood there is to give the top team that little bit of an extra break. Well, it gives Melbourne a bit of an extra break too. So, how come then, how come my number one in the Kia top seven shouldn't be here? Port Adelaide playing Brisbane. Should be Friday night. Of course it should be. It should be. It's either Friday or Saturday, or even Thursday or Friday. Not sure. Brisbane, they've finished second and third, and they're going to play on the Saturday night. Well, if you're giving uh, Collingwood an extra couple of days... Yeah, that's right. That could be crucial too. Why did they do that, David? I don't know. And just on the bye, I I don't like the bye before the first round like this week. I'd rather have a bye after prelim and really build up the grand final. And if there's someone in doubt, there's always someone in doubt in the grand final, you get that extra week, it could be good. So most teams would be fully fit. Okay, but you've got your Brownlow medal, then you've got your carbine club, yeah. and you've got your... Do it your, all. Your, do it all. Yeah, do it all there on a Monday. Can I tell you something? I always said it was a marathon. Go to woe. I don't know why we have this round off. And that's my... You go with the luck well, of the help, draw, you go with the... It helps the, the team the five to eight. The yeah, advantage yeah, of course of, it is. was being the top team play and then miss a week. But, um, yeah, I, I don't understand. I really don't. But what about the, the grand final just the week before, just to make sure you go... No, keep going. Well, if, but if you're going to have a buy, which buy would you prefer now? None. No. But if you had to have one, no, they're going to have no. one. No, well, I did have to have one. We didn't have one for... Hundred, House are we, saying it. We didn't have one for over 100 years. Yeah, but we, I know a lot's changing. A okay. lot is changing. Someone uh, just texted in, is Nick Dacos as marketable? Maybe Bailey Smith. I think Bailey Smith's Dropped come down a bit. bit. Yeah, yes. yeah. He just did you like my Kia Top 7? You were going to have a crack. You said you are going to have a crack at him if you couldn't think. Uh, oh, no, what I was... do I have? I'll just have a quick look. We've got a 30 seconds. But for Mark Bickley, not far away too. Yeah. I had Nick Larkey's nine goals. Well done. Bottom side, he finished just a few beyond Walker. Errol Goulden, love him, love him. Anyhow, we're live from SEN's SA Studio Lumo SA at 1 King William Street. Empowered by Lumo Energy SA, switch to the affirmative, join Lumo Energy today. Uh, Toby Green, I thought, outstanding too, bloody. Excellent, excellent.
And Tom Green. He's a good player, isn't he? Notice my theme there? It's a green theme. Yes, it is. I've got green green stuff. Sometimes I don't reckon I get the credit for things I say. I just think you neglect me a little bit. Anyhow, we're going to take a break. On the other side, Mark Bickley will join us. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Time now for Lost in the Wash, thanks to the Toolkit Depot. Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. The Toolkit Depot Everything you need under one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear in store and online. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. Yeah, lost in the wash, Malcolm. Was Dustin Martin lost in the wash? Um, I know Andrew McWalter really... Quite strong, saying he should be in the All Australian team. His figures stack up. Yeah, well, he's obviously in the in the forty, and I, I, it's been interesting. Actually, I was going to mention about Andrew Walter. Since he's coached, he's coached thirteen games, seven wins, and six losses. Now they weren't heading that way with Dimmer doing no. it, were they? No. So it's going to be an interesting call from. But let's have a listen to what he thinks about Dustin Martin's ear. This is Andrew McWalter, coach of the Richmond. I think it's really clear that you can't play the type of football Dustin's played without being so heavily invested in the football club. I just think he just he loves it. He, he cares about winning so much, and I probably wouldn't. You know, I don't know if Tim will like me saying this, but I, I think if he's not in serious contention for the All Australian team, I think it's it's absurd. I just think what he's been able to do playing as a forward, just quite extraordinary. What he's been able to produce for for, for this year. Yeah, well, I mean, he's in the 40. Half forward flank? Yeah. What about Petrarca and him on both flanks? Oh, Petrarca's certainly to go in. So, I, look, he's been very good, no doubt about it. Is he better than some of the others? He's seen him every week. A lot of people on that committee wouldn't have seen him every week. But is he the? He could easily be the best half forward flanker, as I said, with Petrarca, who you could say Luke Bruce, but I think Martin's had a better year than... Than Luke Bruce. Yeah, you'd probably be right. And that. he can go and have a squirt in the middle. A squirt in the a middle. Squirt. I haven't heard that for no. <laughs> what, what, what? So you're not going to give Toby Green a half forward flank? Yeah, Toby Green will get a spot too. So you're going to have a lot of half forward flankers there. Oh, you got Charlie yeah, Cameron. No, you're right. Ch- Charlie Cameron. What about Dusty on the bench? What about Kyle Langford? He's had a terrific no. year. Yeah, I don't think he quite makes it. Don't um, you we're going to talk about this tomorrow. We're going to pick our side. Okay, all right. But. Uh, I wouldn't mind having a Martin on the bench. Who are you bringing on? Come on, blo- oh, Dusty. Okay, that'll be all right. Go for a run. Yep. Um, Brody Smith, too. We are talking about Taylor Walker's year. Kick 19 goals against West Coast, but as you say, you can only kick goals against who you're playing, and he did it well. He took some great marks, too. It wasn't just all gifts, were no, they? No, he, he timed the, his, his marking was more about timing rather than height. I tell you, you'd, you'd love to stand oh. McGovern. He doesn't stand you, bloody. He just backs himself up, and if the ball comes in and, quick... And let him get in front. He doesn't like it. Oh, no. So no. no. I thought about you when I watched that. So here's Brady Smith talking about Tex. Even if you look at, I guess, his last three or four years, it's sort of people have been riding him off a little bit, and then he's just been getting better and better and better, and then he comes out and has the year he has this year, which has just been incredible. And um, Almost got the calm. We were trying to get the footy to him late there, and he was trying to kick goals. I think he had 19 shots or something like that, so it's just ridiculous what he did, but... Um, yeah, just his whole season um, in general and probably you look at um, guys like MVP voting, that sort of stuff, you talk about a valuable player like um, that what he did for the side this year 
in a young forward line as well. Um, the way he's helped those guys and then performed individually has um, yeah, just been huge. It certainly has been. Um, like the good old fine wine, isn't he? His, his last three years, I think, have been as better than the previous ones. Oh, most just, consistent. Yeah, most ins- probably consistency. Yeah. He could always play. He could always mark and kick a goal. Beautiful kick. 19 shots. Yeah. First time he all year hasn't passed off. But I don't blame him, though. Had the game gun. He had a few more shots, kicked a few more goals. Jeez, had the game gone another quarter, would have got 15. Yeah. They, it, you don't yeah. play five quarters, though, do you? Apparently not. Last time I read, no. Okay, so Taylor Walker. And, and we think... Tick all Australian. You were thinking maybe even centre forward. forward. Yeah. I, he's, he's played more up the ground than Charlie Kerno, who you think I think will be the full forward. And that's why you'd have Larkey and Kerno both yeah. make it. Yeah, maybe, one, yeah. maybe. Toby Green in the pocket or Charlie. Oh Cameron yeah, or, only maybe. No, I think we've got it. I think we've picked it there. Okay, I think we have. All right. Ken Hinckley. Um, yeah, Port Adelaide. They were. They are uh, playing. We discussed at the start of the show, they were off. They were way off and full marks to Richmond who did come to play. But I said during the call, they can't win a grand final with that forward line. They cannot make a grand final with that forward line. Now, now they're going to get Todd Marshall back in, which is a big in. I'm not sure about um, Charlie, Charlie Dixon. Charlie Dixon, yeah. Uh, Finlayson, when he got the better defender, wasn't the same Finlayson getting the third defender. No, that's funny about it. And that. Ollie Lord was it. Ollie Lord may be the, the third. Well, we don't know. But, um, but okay. Also, how, what about Scott Lysett? I reckon he's as much a key to them when he's in really good nick. And Ken, oh, here we go. Ken Hinckley talked about Scott Lysett. Uh, playing the sample. Playing the sample, yeah. Here we go. Look, I don't think he was best on ground, but he got through. And I think that's the important part for us is to get some minutes into him and build his build him up now. And he's really important to us, really, really important to us. And you know, you've seen not that long back when he came in and played four or five weeks of great ruckman footy. You know, Sam and Dante have been holding up for us pretty well. And if Scooter's not right, we'll be we'll be okay. But the reality is, we'd like to see Scooter train well over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's that's in, isn't it? If he's right, he's in. Need a ruckman. Now, I, I this is true. This is me probably. This is my bent in our game. High marking and goal kicking. The excitement when Charlie Kerno kicked those couple of goals to go past Taylor Walker uh, in the Carlton game, the, the, the noise was just enormous. Yeah. You know, can you imagine if you kick 100 goals? We saw Buddy when he kicked his 1,000. Let's get 100 goal kickers. They're coming. Let's open the upper game a bit more. The new boss of football, Laura, come on. Yeah. Let's the, open it up. Is he the most marketable player. Oh, he is at the moment. Charlie. He's a lovely, isn't he? He's big. He's yeah. a good-looking boy. He can kick, can jump, can mark. Yeah. Um, he's got it all. So, um, yeah. well done. To, here's Michael Voss talking about Charlie Kuno winning the Coleman medal. It's really important that we celebrate those milestones and those achievements. It's, uh, you know, be really celebrate others and what they achieve and you know, I, I think I sort of, as a coach, um, maybe think of it certainly differently as what I did as a player. But, um, you know, there's a, it always feels like with these Coleman's and a Brownlow, and it's like a club achievement as well. It feels like it's a real team achievement. Um, but we get to buy in what he's been able to do, and he's a real talent. He's obviously a very important player to us. And, um, you know, it's a consistency, durability, um, high level of performance over such a long period of time. So, you know, as you can see, we're all pretty pleased for him. Yeah, look, I agree. See, Michael Voss, see, we're embracing this now. You should celebrate that stuff, Brownlows and all that. And as he said, it's almost like a team event, isn't it? Yeah. You can't get them. David, you've played with medal winners and, and goal kickers. It, you feel part of it a little bit, don't you? I tell you, I'm hearing a lot of people 
uh, jumping on our bandwagon, maybe having a defenders medal. Get oh. rid of the get rid of the the midfielders medal, well, I, and, or have them all. You know, I want the media to take this up, David. You got a lot of people in the media. Let's get a defender meter medal. Three two one or five four three two one voted by fifty people in the media. And uh, we've we, got a million of them. Sports Sports Day SA can be the leader of this. Oh, let's leader do it. The push. Yeah. M Blight, the captain. D Wildy, vice captain. Samuel Fantasia, acting vice. Why? Okay, so, well, can't, so, he, can't he be deputy vice captain? Yeah, well, if I go, if I'm sick and you know I've got a bit of a sore throat, yeah. you can come in off the bench. Could you not bring no, over I won't. me tonight? I won't. Hey, you. Beaumont Tiles giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest name, or biggest game, you should say, worth over $70,000. Just shopping in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Sports Day SA. It's a beautiful day. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. Well, time now to talk to former Adelaide Premiership captain Mark Bickley for Tyre Power Power Up Sale. Now on Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. I suppose he's a he's just a Premiership captain, not former. Bloody always no, will be. No, always will be. Bix, how are you? Yeah, I'm well, David. How are you? G'day, Malcolm. Yeah, a bit flat today. Not not feeling my usual self, but that's that's by and by. Hey, Adelaide, what do you make of Adelaide's year? 11 wins, maybe dudded for finals berth. It came down to, you know, hit the post or didn't. But there was a lot of improvement, wasn't there? And I think they finished the highest scoring team in the competition, if not in the top two, and didn't make the eight. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think... Using the percentage is often a good guide, isn't it? It gives you that sort of sense of how you've scored and how you've restricted. And Adelaide's percentage was really good. So, you know, sometimes those close games go against you and that's what that's what probably Adelaide will look back and lament the fact that their performance against the, the finalists was pretty damn good. When you look at Collingwood twice under a goal, they beat Brisbane, they beat Port Adelaide twice, they lost away to Brisbane by a couple of points, they lost away to Melbourne by a couple yeah. of points, but just let themselves down a couple of times, particularly early in the season. I look back, probably their first game against GWS and the game against Richmond at home um, as missed opportunities, even the game against GWS late in the year where they led 17 points at three-quarter time. They just weren't able to own some of those those moments. Some of it was goal-kicking, some of it was turnovers in the back half, but just those really crucial moments in games, they, they just didn't come off for Adelaide this year, and that's probably the difference between you know sitting on the sideline come September and, and playing like the other eight teams. But I think when you look back individually and you go through a lot of players in that team, you'd have to say they a lot of them improved. And so I think they'll, they'll draw great comfort from that and also some op- optimism for next year. Yeah, they certainly will, Mark. I, just you mentioned goal kicking. You know, I've, I've been following this all year. Nine of their 12 losses, nine of them, they had more points than goals, and in six of them, they had more scoring shots. That's mm. fix, that's fixable, isn't it? I mean, that is a real fixable, positive, handle the pressure technique thing. Yeah, it is, and um, and yeah, you know, I reckon late in the year, you know, some guys who have really good kicks, uh, you know, I reckon Darcy Fogarty missed a couple late in the year that that he would normally. Kid, you know, so a lot of it's confidence as well. But it, but when you're down on confidence, what you need is to have that routine and that system to, to fall back on. And so, you know, just honing that all the time and making sure that, that that's, you know, you're on top of that is, is something that you just have to have. And it's interesting you mentioned the goal kicking. Port Adelaide um, is another one that um, uh, 
right now are in the bottom two for goal kicking. So they've just had a they've had a, a really good year in terms of finishing in the top four. But it's something, Malcolm, that you would know. You just can't afford to miss those opportunities when they arrive at um, you know at, at finals level. So I'm sure that's something that even on the weekend they were poor. They missed a lot of shots. I'm sure Ken Hinckley would be hoping that they can rectify that in the next month. Yeah, and I mean, you do it with, as I mentioned, technique, but it's also where you run. But the other thing, Mark, and I always forget to mention, is the relaxed arms. You know, like when you're playing golf, you can't get too tense. The same, and I look at Darcy Fogarty, and you can just see, it looks to me as though he's clenched his heart out. As the, as the games get tighter, as the year goes on, people think, I've got to kick this, I've got to kick this. But the trick is, just relax your arms. I don't reckon they do that. Yeah, well, I know the sprinters, one of the things they look at is to see how in the slow motion, how much their cheeks bounce up and down because a relaxed face is, mm. sign of, is a sign that everything's in the right order. So, um, yeah, I haven't actually picked up on that, Malcolm, but I, don't, I have no reason to doubt whatever you say. Hey, well, can I just interrupt, Mark? And I do this occasionally. You know, and apparently you captain this team. In a grand final <laughs> in the second half, a grand final... And that particular team you're captain of kicked 14 goals straight after half time. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's quite remarkable when you look back at it. The, the score said 14 1. Was it a rush behind? No, it was a rush behind, mate. Rush behind. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there's a few from all different angles as well. Like, once again, it's, um, it's pretty handy and it makes a big difference. Oh, Bix, you spoke about who improved, and that, that's a guide I often use when you look at a team, uh, how many players improved. And, I mean, obviously, Walker's had a pro- arguably his greatest ever year. Dawson's been very consistent. Not arguably, David. Most he is his best year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Laird as well has been consistent. But then you look at guys like Rankin, Saligo, Peddler, Millery, Hinge, Murray, Murphy, and I could name others. I think they've all improved a little bit, Bix. Yeah, well, I, I think some of them have improved more than others. I think, John, uh, I was going to say John Hinge. Mitch Hinge has, yeah. has gone from being someone who's fighting for his spot in the team to now being a pivotal part of you know their, their back six. He's an intercept marker. He's a beautiful kick. He backs his leg in. He runs. He's courageous. So I think he's been very good. Chase Jones, uh, the penny drop with him in terms of his confidence. He now is someone who's powerful and has a bit more composure and uses the ball much better. Peddler's got his body right, and he's he's become a, an explosive player. Pedler's an interesting one because his his strike rate in the centre bounce for when he went in there is very, very good. You know, and I know Adelaide, I think just if you're looking at areas of improvement, I, <clears throat> I just think they need to be a bit more dynamic in that centre mm. square. You look yeah. at what Port Adelaide are doing at the moment. Those players that are bursting out of stoppage are like hen's teeth. And, and I just feel like Adelaide just lacks a little bit of that power out of the centre bounce area. So I think he needs to be exposed to, to that a bit more and, and his strike rate's pretty good and, and, you know, get him adding to that midfield mix because at the moment, and we've said this for a little while, it can be a bit of the same, same, you know, with Matt Crouch and, I don't know, you know, Laird is in there and Dawson's in there. There's not a lot of explosiveness in, in mm. that group and at different stages, Sloan was in there as well. So Rochelle offers you some quick feet and he can dance a little bit, a bit like what Rosie does and he's got good sideways movement. I think Pedler's the other one that's a bit more explosive. They can have a look in the middle there as well. Maybe maybe Rankin too. Did you think Isaac Rankin was as good as he is? And we, we saw him at the Gold Coast, Bix, and he didn't look all that happy there and we knew he was a gun kid. But his year's been unbelievable. What, he kick around the 40 goals or somewhere around there? Just, just remarkable. Missed a couple of games. But, I mean, he's been worth every penny the club paid. Hmm. I think he's looked fitter than what he ever has. You know, I was probably a little bit critical of 
just the uh, the intensity of effort. You know, did he did he go 100% every time? You know, in terms of you know you don't want players who, who pick and choose, but you know you could not criticise him of that at all this year in terms of clearly he's got confidence in his body up until that hamstring injury late in the season. But, um, you know, his, his forward pressure is outstanding. He was tackling really well. You know, he got up the ground and then sort of raced back. It's, you know, it's a pretty high octane sort of position that he plays as that small forward. And, you know, clearly we know he's got all the skill and the, the goal sense. So, yeah, I'd like to see him. I know the club did talk about you know, running him through the midfield at different stages. And I saw that Sydney game in the second half. He and Pedler went in there and made a huge difference to what it looked like. So I think there's some potential to that. But I think you've got to sort of weigh up as well. Um, where's he best suited? And if you've got a small forward who's averaging two and a half or, you know, mm. even if he has a better year next year, averages three goals a game, I reckon it's easier to find a midfielder who can get it 25 times and it is to find a small forward who kicks yeah. three goals a week. So, you know, you know, whilst you want him in the midfield, you also want him as that dangerous small small forward like a, a Toby Green who who just, you know, hardly misses an opportunity. And, and, you know, you look at... When I look at Brisbane and I'm looking at what they're able to do this year, I think the, the most dangerous player they have on their list is Charlie Cameron. And, yes. and if I was Adelaide, that's what I'd be hoping that Isaac Rankin developed into. And I don't see them playing Charlie Cameron up on the wing yeah. or on ball. He probably could, but I just feel like, you know, where's he best served? And right now, I just feel like he's probably best served closer to goal. Mark, and the stats stand by you there. Toby Green's kicked 60 goals, not quite three a game, and Charlie Cameron's kicked 53, not quite three. Averaging three goals a game is pretty tough as a small forward, mm. and that's why, what you say, that summary I, I thought was excellent. Now, you're an observer of people, and obviously you've sat in the coach's box at this level, and you've played a lot, you've watched a lot. Matthew Nix, they're talking about giving him another two years uh, now. That I don't know if that's from the club or just someone saying one that. more at the moment. Yeah, one he? more at the moment. Would you do it now or would you wait You know, wait for the year to finish, see what happens? Yeah, look, I, I honestly don't know um, sort of where the benefit lies and, and sort of understanding this. Every coach, unless you're... Alistair Clarkson or Malcolm Blight or Ron Barassi, nowadays just um, they have this termination clause. So it doesn't matter if you sign a five-year deal. If you have a six-month termination clause, it means if you get sacked, you get six months' pay. And I think that's pretty much standard what the AFL have brought in for all coaches. So, you know, they could could arguably sign Matthew Nix to a 10-year deal next year and, and... when the time come, becomes right, you, you can just pay that sort of termination clause and that's it, and, and it, it winds up. So it means, oh, I think it means really uh, very little, you, whether, you, whether you wait or whether you extend or, yeah. or any of those type of things. But it really comes down to you, you want to show confidence in your coach and, and you want him to feel like he's, he's coaching for the longer term, you know, in, t- in terms of, investing in young players and, and you know, keeping the, the, the sort of the vision and the message about where we're headed, which is obviously to a premiership. Now they're getting a bit closer. It's, you know, it's not quite as important. But go back three or four years and it was pretty important in terms of, you know, they were a terrible team and you had to invest in some younger players and you had to play the long game. And I think he's done that reasonably yeah. well. So I, I don't mind him, but I think the downside of, of that is pretty small. What about uh, Port Adelaide? Uh, they're pretty ordinary, uh, pretty flat, actually, Bix, uh, yesterday. Uh, called the game and 
and they were miles off the top teams, but you can improve quickly. Where do you see Port with the finals, given the fact maybe the Ruckmans under some doubt, Charlie Dixon under some doubt, and McKenzie under some doubt? They might all play, but they they can't be fully fit. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't think they're um, they're going as well as as um, I think Brisbane are almost as, as bad as well performed as any team at the moment. Melbourne are doing some, a lot of good things as well, and Fritch coming back and showing what he can do sort of certainly adds to it. But um, I'm just interested to see how they'll go against. Brisbane, and we mentioned Charlie Cameron. If you look at Cameron, Hipwood's in reasonable form. You've got Danaher, you've got Rayner and McCarthy. I just feel like that's going to be really challenging for Port Adelaide. You know, their defence has been hit with some injuries down there. You know, McKenzie's not there at the moment, and there's a, there's a couple of others that, uh, that are missing. So I just wonder whether they've got the, the players to cover that. But the one thing they do have... They have three outstanding, outstanding <laughs> midfielders at yes. the moment who can run and carry and they can kick it and they can they can just light up the oval. And I think that that's a you know, it's a it's a wallpaper that'll cover a few cracks, I reckon, and it's been doing it for most of the year. So I wouldn't discount them at all, but I just feel like they've got the hardest part of the draw, which is trying to beat Brisbane in Brisbane. I would have much rather if I was Port Adelaide headed to the MCG and played Collingwood, who have got a few of their own little issues at the moment, but as it is, they, um, they're heading to the Gabba. And whilst they've got those three blokes in the middle who, who run and carry and excite everyone. And, you know, Pal Pepper's playing really good footy. I think Houston's a really good player. They've got, they've got some blokes who can really kick it. So, you know, Burton and Farrell from, you know, across the half-back line, I think are really important to them as well. So, yeah, I, I think Brisbane will start red-hot favourites. But, um, yeah, don't discount Port Adelaide. No, Mark, and uh, you, you, your sole selector... Marshall, Dixon, or Lord? Play the three of them, or do we leave one of them out? Oh, you've yeah, got Finlayson as well, though. Finlayson, but yeah, back up, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. I, I think you'd probably have to leave one of them out. And, you know, all I'd say is Dixon, for mine, has to be you know, 100% fit. That, that's the important one. You know, Lord hasn't been disastrous. No. Um, but, you know, he, he probably doesn't. Um, compete you know, quite as strongly as Charlie does in terms of you know other players coming across and being up against two players and bringing the ball to ground and some of that sort of stuff. But he certainly, I just I like the cut of his jib and I think he's going to be a really good player. He's, he's a nice size. His kicking is still, I don't think he's super confident in the areas that you were talking about, Malcolm, about yes. that. The drop, the routine, all those things. So I think I think Dixon, uh, come finals time, he's, he's probably more likely to take that big contested mark. He's probably more likely to bring the ball to ground. So, you know, I think he gets in just in front of Lord if, if he's fit. So the, the, just very quickly, Bix, um, you like Brisbane and they're so hard to beat up there, which should be tough for Port. But the Collingwood-Melbourne, um, I think Collingwood, uh, I still like Collingwood, but uh, as you said, Melbourne are coming good as well. Yeah, well, I'm not sure about this one. Um, you know, I really like um, the way that Collingwood go about it. They've got this great spirit about them. And, you know, the way that um, I really love their back line with Darcy Moore and, and the way that um, Maynard goes about it. and Quainor and, 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 and Noble. And, yeah, yeah they, they just run and I just love the way they play. They're an exciting team to watch. I, I watched them, you know, specifically went to the Port Adelaide-Collingwood game just to have a look at them and see how they go and, it was an exciting game, and they, they yeah. play this with this great flair. But 
it can come undone. You know, they're not they're not dissimilar. Both teams in the way they play, their defence stand off a long way. They rely on pressure up the ground. If if teams can actually get their hand on it and have time and space going inside forward fifty, they'll find an uncontested mark every time because. You know, those Collingwood defenders, they're, they're playing eight or nine metres off and, and May and Lever do the same. So it all depends on how much pressure you can get on through the midfield. And right now, you probably trust Melbourne's midfield just a bit more. Yep. I... Jack Viney is just a star. He, he he just goes so hard. And, and you know, they've got, you know, Oliver's in there and Petrarca offers you a fair bit as well. So, you know, I think it comes down to that sort of midfield pressure. And I just like what Melbourne are doing at the moment. Great stuff, Bix, as always. Thanks for the chat. Really appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, guys. Mark Bickley. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Bloody, oh, we'll do great, our tips. Oh, it's a great weekend. We've got a week to get it right. Yeah, of course. Um, gee, so much we covered tonight again, too, and uh, including the common medalist and, and the run-up and Taylor Walker. Mate, you have a, a, a great night tonight, and we'll do it all again tomorrow between 6 and 7. So just one glass of red. Bye for now. Bye, David. didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.